This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. I had to start this episode with a sooner schooner because I did, I'm doing this episode right after OU's game one win in the Super Regionals against Washington. And my two-word analysis is they thought. They thought they were going to steal game one, but they did not. They did not. Now, in, in the first inning when, when OU scored and went up 1-0 and made it look easy, I mean... Tierra Jennings got on board first battle of the game. I thought, oh, we got this. I leave to go to NTB to pick up my car because I was getting my brakes done, at least half of them. And I see that it's 1-1, and it's still 1-1 through four innings. I was like, okay, you know, I should have known. I mean, they got Gabby playing, and Gabby playing gave us that work three years ago as a freshman. Or a sophomore, something like that. She gave us that work. She was a sophomore. Yeah. But, you know, I was looking for that get back against her. And it was looking good at first. And then she locked in. That's why she's one of the best pitchers in the country. That's why she's up there with Carrie Eberly and all the best pitchers in the country. It was going to be tough. And she always gave us problems. And really had to work for it. And when I came back in the house, we got it up to 2-1. And it stayed 2-1 till about, like, the sixth inning. And then, man, then that's when it happened. Got on base. And then I don't, I don't know the girl's name. I forgot. Just that fast. But number nine from OU. God damn, Oklahoma State ain't playing. The Oklahoma State game morning and Furbury hit a home run. That's the girl that, that almost got in a fight with Janae Jefferson. Man, I, I like her. She she fiery, bro. She like that. She a senior, too. Hey, man, whatever. Now, those are the rivals. But, you know, you know Oklahoma State don't be playing. Hey, that, that pitching matchup, Jacobson and, and Furbury, man, they both of their bodies banging. But Furbury wasn't playing. <laughs> she hit that home run and she she did a little bat flip and raised her arms in the air. I was like, damn, damn. I, I knew it was the reason why I liked her. Let me um, let me get back on track here. Good win by OU. I mean, they tried. Like Washington tried. Like, how are you gonna after number nine hits that single? How are you going to miss? scooping the ball up and letting the ball go to the warning track and allowing not only a one RBI, but an in-the-park home run, boy, I was dying laughing. I was dying laughing. I was like, damn. Damn! I was having a good old time. <laughs> I was like, how do you let that happen? Best team in the country. How you going to let us off the hook like that? And then, you know, uh, OU held serve and shut them down the sixth inning, but they shut us down too. And seventh inning, I thought, oh, we got this. It's a wrap. Man, they hit a home run. Then they had another hit. And then this girl who bats 234, she bats 234, had one home run. First pitch she saw, she hits in the outfield in, in singles. I was like, God. Damn it. The batter before Sis Bates, who was one of their best players. Bruh. 
She did exactly what I wanted her to do. She hit it straight to the second baseman. Base woman, whatever you want to say. Straight to the second baseman. Tagged the uh, runner a second out. I thought we were going to get the double play. You know, it's softball. It's very hard to get double plays in, in, in softball. Didn't get the double play. Caught the runner from third. Trying to go home. Out. That was a hell of a way to end the game. Getting somebody trying to score from third at the plate to end the game. That's what I'm talking about. This is why they're one of the best teams ever. And I was thinking this whole day, I was like, it's really championship or bust in my mind. How are you going to be one of the best teams ever and don't win the title? Anything other than a championship is a failure in my opinion. Now, if they do fail, I'm not going to beat them up about it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be disappointed, but I'm not going to threaten them. I'm not going to berate them. I'm not going to go out of my way to, to talk down on them, man. I, I'm, I'm going to try to be positive, but I'm going to be disappointed. Just like I was in 2012 when we choked and had a really good team. No, it was 2011. No, 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 2012. Nope, I remember that. It's sophomore year. I remember it. This team is just so good. Even though, you know, they're going against one of the best pitchers in the league, in the in the country, they still was able to run their offense and still was able to get a close win. Oh, my God. I just found out that Maker Maker is declaring for the 2021 draft. Bro, he played two games. I'm not even kidding, bro. And he had just as many turnovers as rebounds. What a joke. But, you know... What he did on the court is insignificant. Like, it's just what he, just going to Howard had a bigger purpose, like had a higher purpose, higher significance, even though when he got there, he didn't do nothing because of COVID and injuries. I was thinking, you know what my dream scenario would have been? That Howard, that he would have got it, you know, together. That Howard would have played all their games, which means he would have dominated which means they would have had to start double-teaming him, and that means he'd kick it out to them shooters, and then Howard would be shooting lights out, and then Howard would have won the MEAC championship just like that. But I'm, I'm, I'm hopping around in this Sooner Schooner. But seriously, this stuff keep happening. See, that's why when I do podcasts doing live events, like it's tough. It's, it's very tough. But anyway, congrats to OU winning uh, game one. Job not done, though. Job not done. You got to win two more times against a tough team. And best believe you're going to see Gabby playing come out of the bullpen. I don't think she's going to start, but she's going to come out of the bullpen. And she's going to be tough to deal with. I just hope we put her to bed once and for all. We got to get her back for what she did to one of our best teams ever in 2018. We got to get her back for that. She has to catch the fade. I'm sorry. The Aus- the Australian has to catch the fade. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Her and her and Liz Cambage. The enemies. They're the enemies to my favorite teams, but they are some cute Australians. Anyway, man. God damn. Good win. Gotta close it out. So we can go to OKC for the Women's College World Series. Let's quit messing around. 
Now, another thing I want to talk about with OU is the football team. So now it's this big hoopla about 11 a.m. kickoff for OU Nebraska. And our first three games are at 11 o'clock, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Well, definitely the two-lane one's at 11, and that one's at 11. The OU Texas game is at 11, and I will be there. If I'm not at the game, I'll be somewhere in Dallas watching the game. But anyway, there's a big hoopla about OU Nebraska being at 11 o'clock because it's the history of OU Nebraska and it needs basically more respect. And you look at the games that are at 8 o'clock, like Oklahoma, Boise State. What else did I see? I saw Iowa State playing somebody. Like, it, it's just, it's not a good slate if you look at it. It really isn't. It, it just isn't. Uh, this is, okay. I'm about to look at it right now. Because this is, this is ridiculous. I, I'm looking at it. Maryland, Illinois on Friday. Uh, That that might be an RA game. Maryland on Friday night. They've had some good games. So, you might want to look out for that. Look at this 12 o'clock slate. You got us, Nebraska. You got Miami, Michigan State, underrated. Buffalo and Coastal Carolina, underrated. Minnesota, Colorado, okay. Nevada, Kansas State, uh, okay. Look at this stuff that's happening at 3.30. Iowa, Kent State. That's the Big Ten Network, whatever. Ohio State gets the 3.30 game against Tulsa. That's a blowout. It, at the shoe? Yeah, you could definitely switch that for Oklahoma, Nebraska. I don't care what y'all Ohio State fans talking about, bro. Like, we much rather would see that game at 12. I thought it wasn't a big deal until I saw all the other games ahead of us. Okay, I understand Alabama, Florida. Obviously, that's the biggest game of the weekend. Uh, But that's CBS. These ABC games, Clemson, Georgia Tech, eh. Florida State, Wake Forest, eh. USC, Washington State, eh. Like... Well, that's pretty much a 12 o'clock game to them. So, I mean, uh, whatever. Uh, what else? Memphis and Mississippi State. Eh. I'm just looking at the games they put. At, like, I, I was going to let this rock until I actually saw the slate. South Carolina, Georgia. Eh. That's This is 7. I'm at 7 o'clock now. Auburn, Penn State. Okay. All right. Maybe. Okay. Sure. Oregon and that's Pac-12 network. network. Let's see what else game. Ole Miss and Tulane. What a joke. Oklahoma State and Boise State. That could be a 3.30 game. <laughs> what a joke. 9 o'clock. Uh, BYU-Arizona State, 10.15. Okay. UNLV-Iowa State. That's CBS Sports Network. Whatever. So, yeah, that's the slate. I don't... Some of these games are man, man. I guess if you look at, like... Okay. If you look at the recent... History of OU in Nebraska, okay, it's a mismatch. I can see you putting it at 12. And you need a big name at 12 to get people watching at the beginning of of the hour. But that's what Michigan State and Miami is for. But whatever, man. Um, it's it's. I guess it's okay, but some of them games they put it ahead of OU and Nebraska is just head-scratching. <laughs> I didn't – I went through that slate of 3.30 and 7 o'clock games, 
and I swear to God, only two of them, I was like, okay, I can see that. All right, yeah, that's that's okay. I can do that. Tulsa and Ohio State? Get out of here, man. You got to be kidding me. I don't care what y'all Ohio State fans talking about. Don't even say nothing to me, boy. For real. Whatever. You're just going to have to deal with it. At the end of the day, we got to beat this team. We can't lose in Nebraska. They're our old rivals, and we are a way better program than they are right now. Get better recruits. Got better players. We got a better coach. We got to punish these guys. We cannot let them beat us. Period. I don't care what time it is. I don't care if they play at 6 a.m. You got to win. Period. Wow. That was one of the longest Sooner Schooners of the year. And, you know what I'm saying, I just had to go off, you know. I I, I had to go ham because I was feeling it today. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, oh, before I actually get off the Sooner Schooner. So, come to my attention, I ran into my first youth football coach ever, or my second, technically. Uh, Coach Eric. Ran into Coach Eric, and he told me that some kid from my neighborhood and that played at Ridge Road just like I did. He but he came he came like eight years after I did. Like he he started playing for Ridge Road eight years after I mean <laughs> eight to ten years after I did. Jalil Farouk from Wise. So when I saw he was going to OU from Wise, I was like, We got somebody from Wise? Ah, it seems that he came from Ridge Road just like I did. So, he is really local. Like, he he grew up in the same, basically, neck of the woods. Like, same area and everything. I'm definitely rooting for this kid. And I heard from, from Coach Eric that he can play a little corner now. We could use some corners. Anything defense, we could use. Because the, the way OU has flamed out on defense on the national stage and and even in the Big Twelve, sometimes it's just ridiculous. So I I'll, I'll take if he won't play corner, play corner, uh, please. And then I heard that Caleb Williams played for Watkins in youth football, and that's another Watkins is more so Capitol Hill. Um, but I used to play against them when I was playing um youth football in eighth grade. I played against Watkins, and we beat them in the playoffs. I'll never forget that game. But Caleb Williams played for them. So that's another guy, man. These kids are local, and, and they, they got some other D.C. kids, D.C. area kids, man. But them guys were closer to home than I thought. So that just makes me want to root for them even more. And that would make a national title from these guys even more special. You got all these D.C. kids. They come in here, and they, and they bring a title to Oklahoma. Oh, man, I'm going to be on cloud nine. Got people from this area leaving here and doing well. And and they bringing titles home? Boy, that would be awesome. DMV forever, boy. DMV forever. All right. Now, finally off the Sooner Schooner, let's talk about the caps. The caps are all caps. They were all cap. I drunk the Kool-Aid. Remember I said when they started picking it up that it was part of the cap cycle, that I'm skeptical, we got to wait to the playoffs. And then they started winning a little bit more. Then I was like, then I was like, you know what? Okay, I think we can do something here. 
Then I kind of gave a side eye when they didn't get the top seed. They was in second. It's like, okay. They won game one. I was hyped. The, the other two games they lost in overtime. It was frustrating, but I was like, they went to overtime. And they had the lead in the third period. I think we'll be fine. They got ran off the ice the next two games. And that just had me thinking, you know, it all makes sense. It's the cap cycle. What did I tell y'all from the beginning? I should have never wavered from that. I knew it was the cap cycle. I knew it. What did I say? And I posted I posted on my Twitter. I can post that graphic again if y'all want. How they race to the league's best record. Then they get massive slump. Big winning streak. They slump again. They play well enough to have a top two record. They 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 play well enough to get home ice or even the president's trophy. Then they lose in the first or second round. And then we start this whole thing over again come October, November. What did I say? It happened again. This is your Washington Capitals. Every year since 08, every year since 08, this is the Capitals. Outside of maybe two years where we didn't make the playoffs and, of course, the year we won the Stanley Cup. Other than that, that is the Caps. That is exactly what happens every single year. I don't know why I keep drinking the Kool-Aid. Now the question is, is this the end for Ovi? He's not under contract, which is weird to me, but he's not under contract. Let's see what happens. He's his own agent. He wants to come back here. Okay. Let's see what happens. I'm a little worried. But we got this. We got this. What's going to happen with Kuznetsov? Are we going to get another goalie? What's going to happen with TJ Oshie? What's going to happen with Backstrom? This is three straight. No, two straight. No, three. This is three straight years we've been out in the first round. It's always the first or the second round. It's annoying. Why do I even root for this team, bro? I mean, like I said, it could be worse. We could be not making the playoffs like some teams I won't mention. You could just look at the standings and just pick whatever team you want. They ain't doing nothing, and we know it. It's just, man, it's just frustrating, man, how they keep going out like this year after year after year. Something got to change. I don't think you scrap it and rebuild. I mean, eventually you're going to have to, but... Man, this sucks. We only broke through that one time. That's crazy to me. Ovi's going to break the damn scoring record, goal scoring record. He's only going to have one title. That's insane, man. You got to be kidding me. The cap cycle, I should pin it because it's just, ugh. (laughs) It's a way of life. (laughs) It's a way of life for them, man. Good Lord. Oh, my God. Man, what's next, man? The Caps get on my nerves. Oh, and, and you know, them losing on Sunday was only part of the conveyor belt of L's 
taken by DC Sports on May 23rd, last Sunday. So let me go through this. Started off, the Mystics lost to the Fever. The Fever are like the worst team in the league. That was their first win. They lost to the Fever by 10. I mean, maybe I should give them a break. I mean, they don't have Deladon. But damn, dog. The Fever? I was like, okay, they got one. I mean, they was playing the Fever back-to-back. I was like, oh, maybe the Fever will get one. And then they got the first one. I was like, come on, man. Credit to the Mystics for coming back and uh, beating the Fever the next game. But damn, dog, really? They lost. The Nationals looked like they were going to save us. They they beat the Orioles, and that was the last game of a three-game sweep. They swept the Orioles for the first time ever. Oh, man. Orioles fans, quiet. I haven't heard nothing from Orioles fans. They silent because we bodied them. And then you got the Wizards playing against the Sixers. They had the game. They had it. They had the game. And I'm about to talk about the Wizards very soon. They had the game. They choked. They were in there. I mean, okay, first of all, the game was back and forth first half. Even with Tobias Harris scoring 28. Even with him scoring 28, the Wizards were still in it. And then, okay, they took the Sixers' best shot in the third quarter. But then they battled back in the fourth. And they were right there. And they just had a stretch of basketball where all they could do was turn the ball over. And at the same time, the Sixers was missing free throws and bricking shots, and we couldn't take advantage of it. And we this and, and this was the nail in the coffin when I think Westbrook got a steal. Um, no, 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 no. Daniel Gaffer got a rebound. And he threw it to Westbrook. He overthrew it to Westbrook, and Westbrook couldn't save it. It went out of bounds. Now, it was controversy on a replay, but that was the nail in the coffin. Like, you got to be kidding me. Boneheaded plays like that for, like, five straight minutes, and they lost. You can't do that against a great team like the Sixers when you have an opportunity to pounce and steal a game in Philly before the full-capacity crowd comes because they're going full-capacity starting game five, assuming we get to game five. Gotta be kidding me. So boom, DC Sports is one and two, just like that. The Caps lost. Season's over. I just talked about them. That was some BS. It was annoying. The Cap cycle lives on. One and three. At the same time, DC United loses 1-0 to Philly. A game I could have went to, but decided to do lift instead. And honestly, I'm glad because I would have been disappointed. So, that's one in four. Yeah. And and might as well give an L to the Washington football team for it coming out that they're still pursuing Deshaun Watson. I don't know if that's a rumor or whatever, but, oh boy. I don't even know if Deshaun Watson's going to play this year. And y'all still thirsty for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, okay. <laughs> The Washington sitcom, ladies and gentlemen. And that's pretty much all your teams that day. And, oh, my God, you got to be kidding. That's an L for D.C. sports. One giant L. L so big, 
you can play a movie on it. On God. But more about the Wizards. The Wizards, oh my God. It's over, bruh. It's over. It's a wrap. I'm done. Let's just get ready for next year. I, I know every time I count this team out, they end up proving me wrong. That's how they got here. I thought we were going to tank. I thought it was like, oh, let's tank. Fuck it. But then they battled back. They played an amazing month of April. Like I said back in January or February, I was like, all it takes is one good month of basketball and we in the playoffs and that month just happened to be april and they battled to get in the playoffs and they bounced back after losing to the celtics to beat the pacers and get into the playoffs. but man they were just completely outmatched against philly in game two i already talked about game one and then game two oh my god man they just went out like that man they just how does bertons have zero how are you Get paid eighty million dollars. How are you one of our key players, and you only and you score zero points? You loafing. You're stealing money. But he's a pro, and he's still very important to our team. And we're coming back home, so you know what? I think Bertans will bounce back. Bertans will bounce back, and I'm here for it. Now Bradley Bill, he scored most of his points in the first half. He had thirty three. He had like twenty six at halftime. In the second half, I mean, let's look at this. It, it's not a bad percentage, but he 14 for 28, 1 for 6 from 3, 4 for 6 from the free throw line, negative 22 plus minus. Wow. That's just Bradley Bill's game. That's, and oh my God, look at Westbrook. 2 for 10, 0 for 3, 6 for 10 free throws. 10 points, 11 assists, 6 rebounds. That's a below-average Westbrook game. I've seen him do worse, but that's a below-average Westbrook game. And then he got hurt, and you got fans throwing popcorn on Westbrook. Man, listen, I'm not going to characterize. I'm not going to uh, I'm not gonna um, lump all Sixers fans into, like, one pile of Oh, y'all, the worst fans in the world. Oh, Philly fans are awful. I'm not surprised. It's a lot of good Philly fans out there. And most of them are just are normal people, okay? They're, they're passionate about their team. I mean, I know too many good Philly fans on Twitter. I mean, I got to rub shoulders with them because I'm an Eagles fan. So, I mean, Terry Lynn. Terry Lynn 68, I think that's her name. Terry Lynn. Real Mama Eagle. Uh, New Jersey Boomer Sooner. I think that's his name. New Jersey Sooner. William. Yeah. He's kind of him. Yeah. You know, Real Prince Blue. Like, there's a bunch of Philly fans I I follow that are cool as hell. And and they don't condone the guy that threw popcorn on Westbrook. Why don't you throw popcorn? And first, first of all, Westbrook is hurt. Kick the man while he down. Boy, if Westbrook would have gotten them stands, boy, it would have been a wrap. And they would have suspended him for the rest of the playoffs. And I, and I'm pretty sure, okay, maybe not, but Wizards fans would have rioted. Well, they, they should have. 
if that would have happened and they suspended Westbrook for the season, mm-hmm. we would have been pissed. Even Sixers fans would have been like, that's dumb. I'm, I'm all for him punishing the guy in the stands that threw the pop. But, you know, I'm not going to rag on Philly's fans, uh, Philly sports fans, because, you, you know, I'm kind of a quarter of one. <laughs> so I kind of I kind of know how they roll a little bit. I, I have no problem with them, man. Like, <laughs> I can't believe someone kind of spit on Trey Young also. But it's just fans are wilding. And you got people saying racist stuff to um, John Morant's father, the guy who's very instrumental in getting John Morant to the league. I have a lot of respect for John Morant's dad. So the fact that someone disrespecting them like that, that, that kind of makes me upset. But it, it's nothing I can do. I mean, these fans, fans are back in arenas. It's looking like normal. And you know what I'm saying? I, looking at the garden crowd, I was like, man, this is awesome. But then they take two steps back with these incidents back to back to back. Man, people wilding out. Get allowed back in the stadium and don't know how to act. People, Five people banned from the stadium already. Probably more coming because people want to drink beer and act a fool. Come on, man. Come on, man. And you know, the, the, the majority of the fan bases and the teams, they don't condone that. Imagine having season tickets or imagine having courtside tickets and then throw it all away because you want to act dumb. That's whack. That's lame. Try it. Come on, man. Ridiculous. But, you know, if the Knicks beat the Hawks and the Sixers, the Sixers definitely going to beat the Wizards at this point. Uh, I want to see how the fans interact. Knicks and Sixers fans, I want to see how they interact. Because I know that's going to be something. That's going to be a show. That's going to be a sideshow. I don't want to see that. That's going to be hilarious. Man, but the Wizards, it's a wrap, man. I, I think it's a wrap, but, you know, woman, what am I doing? I got to remember who we had. I got West, we got Westbrook and Bill. And you know what I say. With Westbrook and Bill, anything's possible. And for that reason alone, the Wizards have a chance. Especially coming home to D.C. with actual fans in the building. They have a chance. But I'm losing faith. We got to get it together because I'm losing faith. Period. Anyway, man. Oh, man. You know, I went to the Nats versus Reds. I went to the Nationals versus Reds earlier this week. I went on Tuesday, and I got lucky to see another Max Scherzer performance. He did great. He only gave up, what, five hits? Unfortunately, two of them were home runs. Um, He gave up to a guy. He gave up a home run to a guy named Farmer, last name Farmer. And it's only right that he gave up a home run to him because you reap what you sow. You make a mistake, you got to pay for it. Unfortunately, man. Uh, It's just a shame, man. (laughs) I mean, so I was at this game, got there kind of early. This time, I didn't lose my wallet. Praise God. Well, I kept up with my stuff, finally. (laughs) <laughs> but I pretty much had the whole road to myself for the most part. I mean, some cute girl sat to the left of me, but I didn't pay them no mind, really. Uh, I I I, tried, I kept focused on the game. Like, no, I'm serious. I'm serious. 
<laughs> I know that's hard to believe, but I'm serious. But um, nah, man, like Scherzer gave up those home runs, and we weren't getting much support from the offense. And I, honestly, I took one good look at this this lineup we have, and I was like, man, this lineup sucks. I mean, you only have Trey Turner and Soto, and Soto's not even 100%. He's not playing to his potential right now. So pretty much our best hitters is a streaky Josh Bell, a streaky Schwarber, Trey Turner, a down, a somewhat down Juan Soto, and Josh Harrison. You got to be kidding me. Three of our five best batters are streaky. Offense trash. And that's why the Reds were able to shut us out two out of the three games. Of course, the game, the game after I go, of course. No, 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 no. Josh Bell didn't hit, did hit a home run that game I went to on Tuesday because I sat there and watched it as I was leaving because, you know, I had to go get my, my wings from Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> I stood there at, at wasn't center field. It was more like left field. I stood at left field about to leave. Uh, it's close to center field. That's something like that. I was about to leave. I was going to see if the Nationals had something in them. And Josh Bell hit a home run, tried to make it interesting. But then Ryan Zimmerman grounded out. And I was like, then the game came down to Starlin Castro. And I was like, oh, we're screwed. I'm out of here. And sure enough, I got the notification that they lost. He knew nothing. So that was a disappointment that the offense just didn't show up that game. The opportunities were there. We kept Nick Castanellos in check. Outside of that home run, we kept Suarez in check. That game was ours. Scherzer, I think it was an average Scherzer performance. I said below average. It was an average I, no, I did say mediocre on Twitter. It was a pretty average Scherzer performance. And that's just usually enough to win. But alas, it was not. We lost 2-1. We came back the next game with a strong first inning, and then we just then it was a rain delay, and then our pitchers were great that game. Were great once again that game. Then the third game, I just saw that they lost 3-0. Like, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? Why? Where's the offense? Oh boy! Well, I'm gonna keep watching. I mean, they do. They still have a better record than they did through uh, 50 games the last two years. So I guess that's encouraging. This is this is gonna be a very streaky offensive team. And you know, and Strasburg is coming back. Strasburg actually pitched in this game, but um, whatever. Whatever. It is what it is. Nationals 21 and 25. They still in it. But man, what the hell? <laughs> uh, Strasburg did all that he could, but it just wasn't enough. All right. Uh, what we got next? I'm trying to get Siri out of here. <laughs> I'm trying to get Siri out of here, but I can't. <laughs> Wheezy out of here. All right. Time for a Madden League update, finally. So, in my Madden League LCL, my record with the Eagles, with an updated roster, 
is three and four. I finally got off the shine. I was in a four-game losing streak, and three of those games weren't even close. Even the game I lost by 10, I was down 42-13, and then the guy wanted the pad stats and wanted me to pad stats, and he just didn't care. He just let me come back, and I got it to 49-39, and then I missed – no, I got it to – 49-33, missed the field goal, missed the extra point. Then I scored again, missed the two-point conversion. So it could have been 49-42 at the end where I was basically a garbage-time superhero. But I still lost that game. That was the Steelers game. Um, I lost four straight. Lost to the guy who had the Bengals, who was solid. We always have close games. I lost by seven. Then I lose to the 49ers guy who has a Super Bowl and is one of the better players in the league. Beat me 40-7. to Mostert killed me. Played that Steelers guy. That was the big comeback game where he was playing around and almost stole the game from him. Then I lost to the Ravens guy who, in Madden 20, we were 2-2 two two against each other. In Madden 21... I'm 0-3 against the guy, and I lost by 18, 18, and then just now I lost by, this one was 28. I lost by 28, 18, 18, and 28. None of them games were close. And in this game, I was up 14-7, thought I was doing something, and that was the first quarter. I didn't score a point after that. Let me tell you how this game went, pretty much. This pretty much sums it up. I get an interception in the end zone, get tackled outside of the end zone, and one of my favorite plays to run in the the end zone when I'm at my own run-yard line is the counter. I've scored off that before. I've scored off that twice, but that was in Madden 20. That hasn't worked in Madden 21. So I tried to run that counter. He blitzed the A-gap and tackled my running back in the backfield. It's a safety. Like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, that's the type of game it was against that guy. But thank God I I got it back together and I keep myself in the playoff race by winning against the Giants guy who was having a really down season. Uh, I had never beat him before. I was 0-6 against him and... I I battled. I was down 21-7. I hung in there. I tightened up on defense, on offense. I was I was moving the ball and I won. You know, I was I almost choked though. I was up 34-24 and he tried to come back. But I held on. I won. I finally beat him. I finally ended my losing streak against him. I finally ended my losing streak overall. So I'm three and four with the Eagles in LCL. And looking at the schedule, it's going to be tough. The guy who's leading my division with the Cowboys is next. And then I got to play the Giants guy again. That's going to be tough. Um, I got to play a few people I haven't beat before after that. This girl, Ferbery, hit another home run. I like her. She she might end up on the crushes list. Just stay tuned. Stay tuned. Anyway, she might end up on the list. She might have to, bro. 
Like she she liked that. Anyway. Madden. All I'm gonna say is these guys gotta die. These guys ha- I have to blow all these guys out. And then maybe I'll retire from the league after that. Because all this losing is annoying. I'm competitive. And if I want to be on brand, GOAT level brand, they have to die. I got to be the, the greatest of all time or try to be the greatest of all time in everything I do. So why am I losing to a bunch of kids? Getting blown out. These games aren't even close. I've only made the playoffs like two times in this league. Three times in this league. And that's mostly because I of easy force wins. No, everyone has to die in this league eventually. But right now, I'm struggling. It doesn't look like I'm making the playoffs. It doesn't look like I'm going to get a good draft pick. It is what it is. So enough about this Madden league. If we have spots, I can drop the link on Twitter. Yeah. Enough of that. Knicks and Hawks real quick. Uh, Love the series so far. 1-1. Love the garden crowd. Don't love... The guy accidentally, I'm going I'm to give him the benefit of the doubt and say he was talking loud enough. Spit was flying out of his mouth. But you had your mask down and you're talking all loud. You're talking spit literally. And it got on Trey Young and, and, and 50 Cent's girl. You're done. But basically, man, that series has been very entertaining. Uh, game one, ice trader gang, baby. Ice trader gang. Ice trader gang. Ice trader gang. Ice trader gang. Trey Young. Oh my God, we're going to see it. Another home run. I think they're going to spank Texas again. Damn, I feel bad for them. Eh, not really, it's Texas. <laughs> but anyway, man. Oh, Ice trader gang. Ice trader gang. Hit the runner to win in game one and said it's quiet in here. It's quiet as hell in here. But to be fair, they gave all them F. Trey Young chance in game one, and they said F. Trey Young the entire game. From the warm-ups, they were saying fuck Trey Young. The entire game. From warm-ups to the end of the game. At the end of the game when they were chanting it, Trey Young looked at them and smiled, and I loved it. I loved that energy. And then after the game, he was like, I'm going to see you in the A. I'm going to see you in the A. I love this guy's confidence. Even Draymond Green said he's one of the biggest trash talkers in the league. When you've been counted out, when you're one of the smallest guys on the court, you got to have that dog in you. And Trey Young has that dog. And he averaging like 30 in this series. They can't stop him. But unfortunately, unlike the first half in game two, the Hawks' supporting class went cold. They weren't getting to the rim. They were taking threes and they're missing them. They were breaking all over the place. I swear to God, I, I don't think they scored more than 20 points in that fourth quarter. Like, the Knicks just, when they turn up defensively and Derrick Rose get going and Julius Randle getting going, he that was the difference in the second half. Him finally getting going and, and scoring in the double digits. And, and, and the way Reggie Bullock played and Derrick Rose, they're gonna be tough. They're a tough team to beat when they get when they get it going defensively and offensively too. So it, it's just that I, I'm rooting for Trey Young. I'm hearing that the Knicks fans are really 
heavy in Atlanta. And if they are in Atlanta, I'm pretty sure more of them are going to come down from New York and down south. And they said it's going to be Nick South. I will see. We'll see. This series has been very entertaining. Uh, I hope I get to watch some more of it tonight. It's been awesome so far. Way better than the Wizards and Sixers. And everyone loves it. It's good for basketball. It's great TV. And, you know, ice trade a game, baby. Ice trade a game. Ice trade a game. Anyway. Uh, now, all right. Before we get to the hypothetical game of the episode, I got to talk about this Liz Cambage drama. <laughs> I, you know, I name dropped her at the beginning because, you know, just like Gabby Plain, she's a cute Australian girl. But she ain't just any cute Australian girl. She's 6'8". <laughs> She's 6'8". She plays for the Aces. Kind of got on my nerves doing the Mystics playoff run. But after some time, I was like, you know what? I, I, I like her. You know, I like her confidence. I like her swag. And she's cute. So, yeah, I like that. So, yeah, okay. Okay, the, the assistant coach for the Suns, I think I got it right here, Kurt Miller. Kurt Miller, Uh, he made fun of her weight. I think he's probably frustrated because she did something he didn't like. I mean, don't you got Raquel Jones? I think that's her name. She's a beast. But anyway, Liz Cambage didn't like the comments about her weight from some assistant coach on the other team. He got fined. I think he got suspended. But it's just, uh, it takes me aback because maybe because I think so highly of Liz Cambage. I'm like, out of all the things to make fun of, you make fun of her appearance. Oh, facepalm, facepalm, facepalm. Oh, Lord. Y'all just hating. She's really good. I mean, she's good. Doesn't mean you, but you can't stop her or something? Don't you got a, don't you got a pretty good big on your team too? Man, I, I think it was kind of, kind of lame kind of weird but whatever you know uh i i like how liz cambage responded you know i like how he responded <laughs> called the called the guy a little white man oh man she stood up for herself that's cool man i thought she let it roll off the shoulder but she felt disrespected like she felt disrespected so she had to address it and that's that's fine, man. I just I just gotta lay off the disrespect. If you can't stop her, don't take personal shots. Game plan and try to stop her. Good lord, Jesus! And she's not even the main person you gotta worry about. You got several pieces that give you trouble, and, and including Asia Wilson. Asia Wilson was the MVP, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm like, man. It's just a lot you got to worry about with the Aces taking personal shots. Like, we don't got to do all that. Come on now. <laughs> oh, man. Man, y'all know what time it is. <laughs> the hypothetical game of the episode. We're back on the track for this one. 
the hypothetical game of the episode is a four by four relay between the I am athlete pod and the goat level pod. But see, I just draft some random guys. I like, um, like random athletes. I like, so let's do it. <laughs> uh, I end up picking up Brian Mitchell cause this podcast is just me. So I got to get some people. I don't have a, a, a foursome like Channing Crowder, Fred Taylor, Chad Johnson, Brandon Marshall. Like they're you know they're a big four. But yeah, I'm just I'm just the big one. So I so I need three more people. So I got Brian Mitchell. He was in the last hypothetical game of the episode. Legendary Redskins player or Washington sitcom player. Played for the Eagles as well. Legendary kick returner. Uh, Louisiana guy. You already know. Trey Young. Ice Trader Gang. Oklahoma Sooners. Oklahoma legend. Atlanta Hawks point guard. Gonna be in the Hall of Fame. Just saying. DeMarco Murray. The legendary Oklahoma Sooners running back. Uh, played for the Cowboys. Played for the Eagles. Had a great career. Now he's a running backs coach in, at OU, and I'm happy for him. But, yeah, that's my team. And, of course, you know I am Athletes Pod. Uh, Channing Crowder, I think he played for the Dolphins. It was a linebacker in the league. Fred Taylor, legendary Jaguars running back. Chad Johnson, Mr. Ocho Cinco. Bengals receiver. I think Patriots and a few other teams. Amazing receiver. I don't know if he's going to make the Hall of Fame, but he's a pretty good receiver in his prime. Brandon Marshall, same thing. I don't know if he's going to make the Hall of Fame. He's a pretty good receiver in his prime. He played for the Dolphins, the Jets, the Broncos, the Bears. Oh, man. (laughs) A bunch of teams. But he he was very good. But anyway, let's go. So, four by four relay, you know. Basically, one lap around the track. One lap, hand it off to another person. One more lap, hand it off to another person. One more lap. And then the last person does that four laps, and whoever finishes first wins. So, to start off is me versus Channing Crowder. So, we take off. We're neck and neck. We're pretty much neck and neck turning the corner down the straightaway. And then once we turn the 200-meter corner... That is when Channing Crowder starts to pull away a little bit. I start to lose a little bit of steam. And then Channing Crowder pulls away and gets a, like a 50-meter lead against me. And already, I am athlete pod is off to a great start. He hands it off to Fred Taylor. He gets it going. And then I finally get it to be Mitchell. But already, Fred Taylor is pretty much heading towards the straightaway and Brian Mitchell is pretty much halfway there. Brian Mitchell does make up some ground. Once Fred Taylor gets around the 200-meter curve, uh, Brian Mitchell's right behind him. But Fred Taylor keeps that lead heading into the third exchange or the second exchange. And he hands it off to Chad Ochocinco, Chad Johnson. And he blazes out of the gates. And Brian Mitchell kind of makes up, made up a little bit more ground, gets it to Trey Young. Trey Young 
is out the gates pretty fast. But he is behind uh, Chad Johnson about 30 meters. And Chad Johnson pretty much keeps that lead. But Trey Young battles back. Battles back in the last uh, 100-meter straightaway and cuts into the I Am Athlete pod lead. And now you got Chad Johnson handed it off to Brandon Marshall, who takes off flying. But the Marco Murray, the fastest guy on the track, arguably, arguably, makes up ground fast. And so Brandon Marshall and the Marco Murray is going at it. And the Marco Murray is right on Brandon Marshall's tail. He makes up a lot of ground. But Brandon Marshall still going, still keeping the lead. Still keeping the lead around the 200-meter the the curve. And now DeMarco Murray is just a few steps behind Brandon Marshall. It's a close one. It now looked like it's going to be a photo finish. They both running. They come down the stretch, come down the final stretch. DeMarco Murray looks like he's gaining on Brandon Marshall. Looks like he's he's coming beside him, going to pass them. But Brandon Marshall finds an extra gear and pushes it, and he outlasts DeMarco Murray for the win. I Am Athlete Pod wins the 4x4 relay, and they get they get the silver gold trophy. So, hey, they won this round. Maybe we could do something else, and I can draft other players. But, you know, that's the hypothetical game of the episode. And the end of the episode, good win for I Am Athlete Pod. But you know that I'm out. Peace. I, You know I did that random.org. You already know. But no, for real, I'm out. Peace. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of the GOAT Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.